Hello, welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. It's that time of week once again. Uh, thanks to our sponsors at UE. My name's Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio as always by Don Brock. We're hopefully, hopefully behind all this origin carnage which uh, caused quite the few headaches uh, last week. Um, Dom, did you escape at all unscathed from that? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, hit hard by that last game of the round, especially with the Roosters resting everybody, uh, all their origin players. Cooper Cronk was missing as well. Jai uh, uh, Arrow missing from the Titans also. So, uh, yeah, really was scraping the barrel with all my uh, depth players coming in and filling in and getting a few points. But, uh, yeah. Still did all right, but hopefully not so many late withdrawals this week. Yeah, it hit me hard as well. I was, uh, I think we were expecting Tedesco to be out from quite early in the week, but I was still sort of clinging to vain hope that Latrell might play, and yeah. then Jairo was a bit more of a surprise, and I wound up um, using all 16 of my available players and not having any more cover, so that was... A little bit frustrating. They're all back this week anyway. Yeah, a lot of people in the similar position. A lot of people copped uh, multiple auto-emergencies, which uh, had us all scrambling for the uh, the rule books. But yeah, let's uh, hope they're all back this week. And let's dive into some team lists, which kicks off on Thursday night, um, which I may uncharitably describe as a spoon bowl. I don't think the eels or the dogs are likely to threaten um, for the eight from here. But there are a few fantasy talking points. Um, Parramatta pretty much unchanged other than uh, I think Kays are back for Cam King at hooker but um, Jared Hayne winding yeah. up the clock. Yeah he was fantastic last week. Um, not quite back to his very best because his very best was amazing. One of the best players of the you know this century but he was pretty great and um, it was a bit of a surprise watching that that wasn't enough to give Parramatta a win against a um, you know night side missing Cameron Ponga but um, they did have a lot of injuries in them, but yeah, Hayne was great. Um, Superban attack got what, 90 points without a try. He didn't score a try. Did he, he didn't score one himself. Yeah. No, he had one direct try assist, and he helped set up, set up uh, one line. other try and I think 15 tackle bus. Yeah, huge. So, you know, if he's anything like that in the run home, he's going to be a very popular option. I think there is a few questions about him uh, later on. I don't know if he's going to do that too often, but. This week against the Dogs, you know, certainly a chance. Mm, it's frustrating for those of us who started the season with him. I know mm. I was in that boat. He was sort of sort of solid in round one and then quiet in round two and then got hurt and then I had to sell him and now he's doing what I hoped he would do yeah. at the start of the year. But in terms of whether he's a buy, given that centres have been so tough this year, could he potentially be a, a sneaky pickup for the run home? Yeah, there's not a lot of great centres. Um, the best ones average about 41 points a week, 42 yeah. maybe, um, and there's not many of them. So... Yeah, there's kind of, I don't know, 10 players you could pick and one of them's going to be it and we can't really tell who's going to be the best of the centres mm. in the run home. It might be Hayne. Then again, he's still in the averages mid-30s for the season. Um, his last two weeks have been great. He got 55 with a try uh, a couple of games ago and then 90 last week. Um, uh, he, I'm guessing he's going to score pretty well this week, but then he'll have some tough games coming up as well. So he might be kept quiet in those ones. So... Yeah, he's still a bit of a gamble considering his whole season uh, average to date, but um, mm. not the worst gamble to make right now. Elsewhere in the team, uh, Dan Alvaro, pretty consistent numbers up front. Um, Nathan Brown a bit quiet, which is obviously just because I bought him. Last <laughs> yes, um, had a couple of quiet ones, but uh, 41 isn't too terrible. Um, he's the kind of player who scores probably better against the tougher teams when he has to mm. make a lot of tackles, so I wouldn't be too put off by that. They take on the um, Bulldogs, who've been one of our sort of hot talking point type fantasy teams for mm. probably most of the season, really. Um, Reese Martin just continues to go from strength to strength. 
Uh, Lockie Lewis, a little bit of a, um, a, a downturn last start after a really bright start, but um, still making some, some pretty solid cash. Probably the, um, the real interesting one for me is Will Hopawati, who just absolutely exploded. I think it was his third game at fullback since Embo mm. left. Yeah, amazing. Uh, 96 points, I think he finished with. Uh, 10 tackle breaks and 10 offloads in a game, which we think is the first time that's ever happened in the NRL era. You were running the numbers all Monday morning to check that. So, um, yeah, huge game. Um, playing at fullback, available at centre in fantasy. He's a good buy this week if you do need a centre. Um, he's someone I'd probably pick ahead of Jared Hayne just because of that yep. scoring potential. Um, set up a try as well. Um, yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, and as you say, the dogs are just producing all these great late season fantasy buyers, even if they're, you know, the results aren't going their way on the field. Uh, Lockie Lewis, the best of the cash outs in the last few weeks, even though he didn't have a huge score last week. Reese Martin is probably going to top kick out. I think he has already as the... He's in front of him at the moment. Yeah, biggest yeah. moneymaker of the season. Uh, and, yeah, Hopawati massive. So, uh, yeah, if you need a centre, then Hopawati's the one to get this week. I think there's a few questions coming about that, but, yeah, he's probably my... Yeah. yeah. I think if I'd known last week on Thursday that Latrell Mitchell wasn't going to play, yeah. I would have bought Will Hapawadi. Ended up getting Ewan Aitken in for his 29 <laughs> points or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I really like Hapawadi as, um, as a buy this week. Still cheaper than he started the season off and it tends to go massive in terms of metres when he's got the exactly. one on his back. Those metres give him pretty good base stats even if he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, exactly. and he's capable of busting tackles and offloading and setting up the odd try. So, yeah, a lot of potential there. Friday afternoon or, or drive time, the uh, the Sharks up against the Raiders. Sharks pretty much unchanged. I think Jesse Ramian, who was a laid out last week, comes back for uh, for Capewell, who hurt her hand, broke a hand, broke a finger. Something like that, yeah. Did something to a digit. Um, there are sort of steady as she goes, I think, for Feeder. Moylan had a big score last week, but I don't really back him as a, a consistent fantasy performer. Yeah, no, Moylan was a bit of a one-off. Uh, he would have enjoyed that against his old Panthers teammates. Um, yeah, Fafita scored well. His minutes were up, uh, yep. 63 minutes, after all the fear that Aaron Woods would take minutes off him. But instead, this week, it looked like Woods took minutes off Paul Gallen, who's mm. dropped from high 60s in the last month or so. Back to 47 minutes, and he scored 22 points, which is pretty scary. We were talking him up a bit last week. Yeah. Gallen. Well, reports said he was battling a virus, or yeah. he was a bit unwell, so maybe that was just a bit of a one-off for Gal. But yeah, but I guess it is the risk there. They've got three big-minute middle forwards with yeah. you know, rapid experience. They can afford to rest any of them on any given day. So, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't panic if I had him, I don't think. Yeah. But I know. think Gallon and Fafita are probably both a hold still at this point. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be buying either yeah. just at the moment. They take on the Raiders, who get Brad Abbey back from concussion. Uh, they've named... Uh, Michael Oldfield to go to centre for mm. Jared Croker, who's unfortunately out for the season with Nick Kotrick on the wing. A lot of people thinking that Kotrick might um, move into the centres, just given that he's the, the bigger body and Oldfield, it turns out, is really, really fast at running. <laughs> yeah, stunned everyone with that. Long Ranger last week. Uh, yeah, we didn't get to see that much of Nick Kotrick playing at fullback last week. Um, and he's back on the wing. As you said, he's, he's scored really well in fantasy this year, mostly because he keeps scoring tries when he's yep. on the wing, Nick Kotrick, but you can't you know, guarantee that's going to keep happening, especially now Jordan Rappin is there as well. So, you know, Nick you know, Kotrick's not necessarily the best winger in that team either. So yeah. they're not going to just go his way uh, all the time. Uh, Crokery out is a big blow. Obviously, a sell if you've got him. Uh, Season-ending knee injury. Uh, is that about it, fantasy-wise, for the Raiders these days? Yeah, I think, I think so. Lelua's 
well and truly off the boil as a, um, a faded fantasy gun. Their forwards, I don't think any are producing big enough numbers to be worth bringing in. Um, Rappano, like you said, he was back from a hamstring injury with a bang. Um, yeah. He was one of the best wingers in the comp, I think, last year and the year before. Yep. Um, but again, probably better options at this point. Um, moving on to the Broncos up against the Panthers. Brisbane, they've lost Jaden Sewer. Um, a lot of us were sort of phasing him out of our teams anyway, looking to snap up keepers for yep. the run home, but he got a part of a game at centre and then I think it was a broken ankle, so he's out likely for the rest of the season. Um, to meet a Pangai Jr., who again, probably most of us have sold by now, but he's back into the team. Young gun David Fafita drops out, James Roberts back from origin. Um, otherwise, not too many talking points. Yeah, um, Anthony Milford's an interesting one. He's had a few big games in the last mm. few weeks. Um, it's a weird time with uh, especially Sean Johnson scoring badly in the halves and people are looking at uh, alternatives. Milford's always been a gamble in fantasy. He can yeah. do this a lot, have a great month of scores and then uh, be really quiet for a few weeks. So he's not the safest, but there's not a lot of great options in the halves. They're all like 50-point a yeah. game players rather than 55 or, or more. So, you know, he's not the worst option, but... Um, yeah, really only if you want a, a point of difference kind of guy. Yeah, for sure. And I think we'll talk about him later, but with Mitch Pierce back as well, the, the halves are getting, there's a few more options around yep. now than there was before. Panthers, um, they look like they're going to have all their origin stars back on deck. Quite a few changes. Uh, a lot of the uh, the young guns and you know recent debutants drop outs. They look um, pretty strong compared to their origin affected sides. Josh Mansour back as well. Yeah, that's massive for Huge them. In. So. Um, you know, big end for them on field. He's also been a gun in fantasy as well in the past. I wouldn't be rushing to buy him this week, but he's one of the best tackle breakers in the business. So, um, yeah, he could be a smoky in the last few rounds. If you need someone in the outside backs, um, kick out. Kick out. Yeah, still doing it, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, scored mid 70s last week. If you've still got him, then hold him. Um, if he's, gonna, it looks like he's going to be starting every week. Like, is he back to a, is he back to a buy? I don't know. I mean, I, I, at this point, you know what positions you need to get to finalise your 17. Hopefully, you're pretty close to doing that already. If you do need a second rower and he fits your budget, then he could be one to go for. But, um, yeah, he just could be up and down, as we've seen all season. Huge scores like he did last week and then the odd 40. So, yeah, but if he keeps yeah. getting the big ones, then, yeah, he's going to be up there. Just to worry that every time he looks like he's going to be an elite fantasy yeah. player, he gets benched bench or him, yeah. misses a game through injury. or But, yeah, he's... Great last week. Um, next up, we got the Knights up against the Titans. Two teams that are probably out of running, out of the running for the um, the I top eight. Let's safely, safely say at that. At least, right now. <laughs> at least clear of wooden spoon territory mm -hmm. uh, at this point. Knights um, probably Mitch Pierce for me is the the big talking point. Six hundred kick meters against massive, Parramatta. massive. So he was a huge end for them last week. Pretty much got them the win with that kicking game and uh, a good try as well. Uh, they've really missed him in the last couple of months. Um, yeah, and as we mentioned with the halves, he's a he's a really good option. 73 last week, take out the try, and he still gets a pretty good score out of that with all those kick meters. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, he could easily be the best scoring half in the run home. I think last year he was maybe the best half in the in fantasy or pretty close to it. Yeah, I think he was just edged out, and I think he was 58 and Johnson was 57. Or yeah. Something in that percentage. Exactly. And no one this year is scoring anywhere like that in the halves. It's pretty yeah. much 50, 51, 52. So, uh, yeah, Pierce is a pretty good uh, option. Um, 
yeah, I don't know if he'll dip a little bit when Ponga comes back. Mm. Um, you know, those two are obviously the big playmakers for Newcastle. Ponga does a bit of kicking as well, so he could take a few points off Pierce. Well, no one else kicked last week. I think yeah. Jack Cogger had five kick metres from one of those late set sort of roll it in in goal type grubbers or whatever it was. But no other, yeah. um, you know, Connor Watson didn't kick at all. Danny Levi didn't kick at all. Nick Meany didn't kick at all. So, yeah, he's... He's the, the main man when it came to kick meters. He's the only man now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm guessing Ponga will do a little bit when he comes back, but um, yeah, but but Pierce is he's the main man. So um, yeah, a pretty good buy. Other than that, what have they got? Herman SES, he's mm. doing well at the moment. Danny Levi played his first 80 minute game of the season uh, and scored 60. So. That's a bit of promise, I and mean, it was a weird week because there are lots of low scores, but it seemed like every hooker did really yeah. <laughs> in fantasy. We were joking at the start of the year with the open bench, you could just have a whole bench of hookers. Yeah, and it's it would have worked great yeah. last week, yeah. Um, but yeah, just given that he was probably, he scored 60, and was probably only the 7th or 8th best yeah. number 9 last week, given how well they all went. Um, they take on the Titans. Um, one bright spot last weekend was AJ Brimson, who was playing his third game in eight days after mm. ending up playing that under-20s origin in between the, the two Titans games. Um, finished up with 51, I think it was. Yeah, so he's, he's out playing Ash Taylor these days. Um, yeah. Man, Ash Taylor, he's such a talented player, and it's just not happening for him. It's at the funny to think how many people were stunned that Queensland picked Cherry Evans over him yeah. for half that couple of weeks. Like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago or something. And since then, you know, DC had a way of a game in origin and, and Taylor has really kind of sc- struggled, been mm. very hit and miss. Um, yeah, hopefully he improves a bit this week, although not for Newcastle fans. Um, elsewhere, Jai Arrow's return is massive uh, for fantasy. Ryan James has been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. Another guy who just missed out on origin and then has had two quiet games. Um, scored 40-ish, 45, I think, last yeah. week. Nothing to panic about, panic about too much. Price is probably coming back down again now. Yeah. A really hot run. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jared Wallace, a big score, but that was a little bit sort of out of left field. Yeah. I think he scored a try and almost had a, a second one. Um, moving on to the Tigers up against the Bunnies, the Robbie Farrah Cup. Uh, Johnny Sutton's 300th game, Robbie Farrah's 250th uh, club game. I think that's 270. Five or six games overall, if you count the South ones. Yeah. But yeah, he's two fifty for the West Tigers. Milestones galore in this game. Plenty of talking points. The um, Tigers really impressive win against the Dragons last week. Robbie Farrow was absolutely incredible. Um, Team wise, not much to report. Chris Lawrence out for a bit with a, uh, a hammy strain. Um, anyone else worth talking about fantasy? I think that's the main thing. So there's a chance he could miss the season. They reckon, and that means that uh, Michael Cheekham, who starts in the second row. Could be uh, a sneaky option uh, for the centres in fantasy. Uh, Farrah's prospects are just getting better and better. Um, Josh Reynolds, they've yeah. officially ruled out for the season, so he won't be coming back and taking minutes off him via the bench. So Farrah looks like playing 80 for the rest of the season, which, as we said last week, was already looking likely and now looks pretty much a certainty. Uh, and he's scoring huge. Yeah. Um, and it's everything. It's He's making almost 50 tackles a game. Yeah. He's making... Line breaks, which we don't really associate with Robbie Farrer. He's setting, I think he had two try assists last week. He's just, he's doing, he's getting kick metres and run, getting 100 run metres. It's just everything, and it's adding up to 70, 80 points a game at the moment. Yeah, and um, and it's working for the Tigers. Him and Embi always look like good buyers in terms of yeah. the players they are and that they fit with a team that 
has defended well most of the season but lacked a bit of spark and attack and those two have really added it. Um, so yeah, Farah is a, obviously a great buy. Uh, there's a question later about whether he's a must-have, which is he's pretty close right now. He could be the captaincy option ahead of mm. Cook and Smith, just about. Um, he's getting there. Otherwise, yeah, Mbai had an okay game last week, but that will happen. But um, mm. yeah, Farah and, and maybe Cheekham is where, it at, where it's at this week. On to the, um, the Bunnies who just look unstoppable at the moment. Mm. The, you know, they beat the Bulldogs pretty comfortably. I know the Bulldogs are in the bottom, but they played pretty well and South just never looked like yeah. you know, falling over. Um, Fantasy-wise, Damien Cook backing up from Origin, no worries, 80-odd points. Uh, absolutely carved the Bulldogs through the middle. Um, Angus Crichton put together a pretty good score. He was backing up from Origin as well. Um, Sam Burgess starting to get back to that sort of fantasy form that we know he's capable of. Yeah, Burgess has got three uh, scores in the 50s on the trot, which is a good sign. He's pretty cheap as well, so another one of those back rowers you could uh, look at picking up. Uh, this week, Damien Cook, yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. I think he made 90-something tackles last week between yeah. Origin and, uh, and NRL for Souths. Um, Scored 79. He's probably back in the box seat as the obvious captaincy choice this week for those who have him, which is hopefully everybody by this mm. point. Um, Adam Reynolds is in good form as yeah. well. He's one of those halves that's uh, in demand right now, obviously kicking a lot of goals. You know, being the halfback for what's right now the best team in the comp, it's always going to be yeah. a good position uh, for fantasy. Getting, um, getting a lot of kick metres... Um like you said, plenty of goals. Just sort of, again, it's a bit of everything and he's pretty consistent, so the uh, signs are good there. Um, it brings us forward to the, the Cowboys up against the Dragons. Cowboys just continue to, to really, really struggle. Um, and fantasy-wise, I can't see anything yeah. worth mentioning other than Tamalolo is steady as she goes. I think that's it. I think it's the kindest thing is just to move on quickly from <laughs> right now. Sorry, Cowboys fans. They take on the Dragons, who... Um, a little bit stung last week by the Tigers, looked a little bit tired. Um, Paul Vaughan was extremely good backing up from Origin, but the other guys were, were a little bit quiet. Uh, fantasy guys, uh, Ewan Aitken was quiet because I bought him, which tends to happen to everyone. You've had a good run of these, Oh, man, you? I've put the mockers on. Sorry to everyone who owns someone I've bought in the last <laughs> six weeks. So I've put the skids under everyone. Cameron McGuinness had a huge game, uh, yeah. made 67 tackles, scored... 83 points, which you know you can't get every week, but he is one of those hookers that uh, makes a ton of tackles. What, do you get 67 tackles? Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's not that often that the Dragons are going to have to do that much defending. They had a couple of um, yeah below-par games. So this week you'd expect them to probably bounce back. Um, mm. Not that they've got a very good record up there, I don't think, in Townsville. But um, yeah, so his tackle count might go down, but who knows, he could be involved in a couple of uh, scoring plays. Otherwise, yeah, I think I think he's really the standout, and and Aitken if he can get amongst the tries yeah. again. Quick reminder that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over one million dollars with Yui Rewards on offers like thirty dollars off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au/rewards for more details. The next game of the week, the Warriors up against the Storm. Always a good battle when these guys uh, come together. Simon Mannering today announced that this season will be his last, so they'll be desperate to. Um, to get a few more wins together and make sure that he finishes his NRL career with a, uh, a finals appearance. Fantasy-wise, um, they certainly scored uh, as a team mm. pretty well. A big, I guess, upset when you'd call it over the Broncos. Um, in terms of fantasy points, Isaac Luke was really good, um, yep. but given the other hookers on show... Yeah, I he was one of the 15 hookers who did yeah. great last week. 
Uh, Tuvasashek got 63, which is a welcome good score for those who have him. Uh, Sean Johnson's points have kind of dried up. Yeah. Of late. Should I point out that it sort of happened when I bought him? <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, I've had him for ages, and, and he's been, you know, great most of the season, but his, uh, his average has slipped down to about 50 in the last few weeks. Uh, I'd still, people are talking about trading him out. Uh, too early for that, I think. Yeah. Um, no way. Yeah, and he's the kind of guy who can score 20 points in one play, so. Exactly. He could turn the corner really quickly. Uh, Peter Heku got, has been benched this week. I was a bit surprised he didn't get benched for a drop last week. He's... Mm. Definite sell, I think, if you've got him as one of your starting centres and can afford someone yeah. else. Well, he played absolutely diabolical against the, the Panthers, like bad mm. enough to get hooked. Mm. Um, held his spot for the Broncos. They had a big win, and other than getting, he got Sinmin, I think, late in the game. Yeah. Um, he yeah. got 180 metres or something, so actually played okay, but still got benched. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a sell. Uh, it's been a, it's a bit of an up and down ride mm. for, for Hiku owners, but he did make some decent cash at the start of the year, but it's certainly time to upgrade him to a yeah, Hopawati or an Aitken or a Masters or a, someone like that. Uh, they take on the Storm, who um, are basically a completely different side to <laughs> last week. No chance of me reading out all those team changes, but basically all the Origin guys come back in and all the young guys drop out. Cam Smith was solid last week. You wouldn't normally be disappointed with 60-odd for mm. a captain, but just given what the other hookers produced, it was a, a little bit below par. Yeah, he uh, was a lot of people's captains last week, and... They might take the captaincy off him and give it to Cook this week. And, you know, if, I'm sure if, if I do that, then he'll score eight yeah. or something. But, um, yeah, he's really the only uh, fantasy buy in that Storm team, even though they're playing quite well as a team. Um, Brody Croft back in halfback is interesting. Yeah. Do we think he's got that now for the run home? Or? Well, it's weird. Like, they've done so well. You know, Brody Croft obviously struggled at the start of the year, lost his spot to Riley Jacks, who's been very consistent. I don't know he's had you know, a little bit of a, a quiet patch the last couple of games, but you'd think he'd have enough points in the bank over the previous sort of 12 or 14 weeks to, um, to have kept his spot for the run home, but... Maybe know, they're just trying a few options. They, they need to kind of get that settled before the final, so... Yeah, exactly. a couple of months. Pretty sure Craig Bellamy knows what he's doing yeah. at this point of his career. Uh, next game is the Seagulls up against the Roosters out there at Lotto Land. Um, Seagulls have been a few tough times for them. The, the bright spot fantasy-wise is Manasse Fanu, who, um, you know, I, I opted for Lockie Lewis over Fanu a couple of weeks ago. I had the choice of the two, and it was a really good decision for two weeks. But mm. Fanu, uh, coming off the bye, had an absolutely explosive game. It's another one of those many hookers who had a, a big score, who sort of made close to 50 tackles, but also had plenty of attack to go with it. Yeah, try assist, a line break. Uh, 77 points. Um, Big score there, big scores as well for DCE, got 56. Yep. Um, Jake Turbo had a good game. Uh, his brother Tom had a good game the week before, I think. So they're all doing quite well. To power chugging along. To power chugging along. Um, yeah, hitting the mid-50s fairly consistently, I think, by his standards, certainly. So, um, yeah, usual mm. suspects doing well. And, and yeah, as yeah. you said, Fano doing really well for, for a cheapie. I think Jake Travojevic is a serious upgrade option for anyone who needs to, a, you know, a, a sewer or a pain guy or one of those sort of back rowers. Yeah, definitely. He seems one of those guys who's just super reliable to score at least 55 a week for the run home. Absolutely. They take on the Roosters who get uh, Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell and Boyd Cordner all back. Also Victor Radley back from suspension. Um, Ryan Madison eased his way back from concussion and wrist problems last week with a quiet-ish score. He's on the bench again this week. Yeah, so... 
has Madison lost his starting spot to Victor Radley? Maybe. I mean, Radley's right. been amazing. That's it. Um, I mean, Madison was really good in the start of the season. Spent a bunch of weeks out with concussion and the wrist had a wrist surgery. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, Radley's kind of uh, really impressed everyone. So, yeah, they may have uh, swapped spots. So for those who have held on to Madison, unfortunately, he might end up being a seller anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Radley's been a pretty good fantasy scorer as well when he gets big minutes. Um, but, yeah, the, the two guys that everyone... Well, most people are looking at in this team are Tedesco and uh, Latrell Mitchell, who have been pretty steady all season. Um, yeah, they should be back this week. They hurt us last week pulling out. So they sure did. They owe us some points. <laughs> um, is that through? That's all their teams? That's all Lots the teams. Questions. Let's, hit the, um, let's hit the old Twitter. We'll start off with uh, James F., who wants to know who's the better half to pick up out of DCE, Adam Reynolds and Pierce for the run home in head-to-head. I I would like to nominate Mitchell Pearce. Mm. He's the most expensive of the three, um, I guess surprisingly, seven sixty seven thousand. But if money's not an issue, then yeah, the the kick, kick meters factor is pretty massive. Yeah. He's the obvious go to playmaker at least until Ponga gets back. Um, uh, yeah, so he's probably the safest bet, as you said. Uh, Cherry Evans is actually about a hundred grand cheaper than both those guys, certainly than Pearce at 661 at the moment and has the best average of the three, uh, 52 points. So uh, mm. he's had a few quiet games and then was good last week. He re- relies on attacking stats more than the others so and a few goals, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he tends to not kick goals when Hopkinson's on the field. Exactly, yeah. So um, a few little risks there. I think all three will probably average at least 50 a week, but Pierce does have the... Uh, potential to go yeah. high fifties. Well, Pierce doesn't kick goals at all, but he's just so that, that even a quiet week off the boot is is four hundred kick meters, which is just a free twenty points before and, you start. And you feel like he's almost going to be more dominant now that the Knights have spent some time playing without him and realise how much they rely on him. That exactly, they're just going to feed him as much ball as possible and you know let them lead, let him lead the way. Next question from Tom Kashamai. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Is Sean Johnson worth picking up at the current price drop, or do we look like look at someone else like Reynolds or Pierce? Um, he is getting a little bit cheaper. Yeah, so he's. I think he's six sixty. His break even still really high, about eighty. So yeah, he'll be even cheaper next week, almost certainly. Um, yeah, it. At this point, it just comes down to how much money you have, really. Yeah. There's no point keeping keeping money in the bank unless you've got trades planned so yeah. if you can afford to get someone safer like Pierce then probably do that um, if saving a hundred grand means you can spend that and get another keeper somewhere else then look at uh, Johnson or DCA. We've got a question from Alessandro Tolocco who asked the only way I can get Robbie Farah is by selling another gun which I don't really want to do is an absolute must-have Close to must-have, but I'd, I wouldn't be breaking a set team or selling keepers to get him in. Yeah, I'd say no to that. Um, he's been Obviously fantastic, but if you've got guys who are scoring 55 points a game, there's no point trading one out just to get one who might score 60 points a game. Yeah. Um, if you've got a borderline keeper who's you know getting 48 or 49, then you could upgrade, but for a real gun, then i just uh, keep the trades up your sleeve. Agree. Uh, double bunger here from Jonathan Green. He wants to know if Ryan James is worth the 836, or should I downgrade him to a cheaper back rower and use the cash elsewhere? He's also looking at trading Jermaine Izarko out for a better centre, looking at Wanga Blake and Jared Hayne to go with Ewan Aitken. 
Um, Ryan James certainly wouldn't be buying at 8.36, but I don't know if I'd quite be selling him either. Yeah, again, it depends on trades you have left, and, and you'd only do it if it means you can upgrade a mid-range guy to a yep. keeper somewhere else. Um, but generally, you keep the keepers. That's why we call them keepers, and he's one of them. So, yeah, if you've got a lot of trades left and you're, there's no other way to free up cash to get a gun, then you could do it, but mm. otherwise I wouldn't. Isaac can probably be upgraded, coming off close to, if not his worst score of the year against the uh, the Warriors. He's probably exceeded all expectations, but isn't quite at the same level as some of those other keepers. Yeah, he tends to have low scores and then hits a 50 or two you yeah. know, a month to bump the uh, average back up. But um, yeah, if you can get a more reliable centre, then, uh, then probably do it. I don't know how much more reliable Hayne is, but he's coming off a couple of big scores. So he's won... Um, Wonga Blake, we haven't really talked about yeah. him too much. He's been, he's been really good recently. He's played very well since he got back from that injury. Yeah, uh, his average is 39, which is yeah. you know up there. Um, Certainly relies on attacking stats. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, he's had a team that they have a lot of... Yeah. Score a lot of tries, the Panthers. But, um, yeah, I'd probably err towards Hayne over him. And then, yeah, Michael Cheekham, who I mentioned, is, is uh, cheaper and... If you can keep a starting, yeah, I just worry with that Tigers pack how many changes they they do change a lot. And Andy, I've looked at his uh, numbers earlier. He's had two games starting in the second row, played eighty minutes in both in round twelve and thirteen, and scored forty-one and thirty-six, which is okay, pretty it's good, fine, not, yeah. not amazing. So, yeah. um, scoring pretty much uh, mostly through tackles. So, yeah, um, hope that answers your question, Jonathan Green. <laughs> Um, Darren King asks, Hi guys, bought Paul Gallen in last week for Torhu Harris instead of Tapao as I thought he might have cheaper keeper status. Also have Hiku in the centres with Izako and seven trades left. Um, Kochikor Masters and keep Gal, etc. Yeah, I'd be keeping Gal in that situation. I'd be dealt, like, even if I had two trades left, I'd be selling Hiku. Yeah, Hiku's got to be upgraded. He's not a keeper. Gallen, certainly if you bought him last week, you don't want to sell him this week and then see him score 70 points. So yeah. keep him for another week at least. Um, yeah, it does seem like a one-off, those low minutes. So see if he bounces back. Darren King also looking at Hiku Dahane. I think we definitely like that as an upgrade. Yep. Tom Wright is a cash-out option for Katoa. I don't really like Tom Wright just because, um, I mean, when's Dylan Walker due back? Yeah. Steer clear of Tom Wright, I think. Um, he's not going to be a, a huge scorer for you anyway, I don't think. Uh, Katoa, only if you need some extra cash, he, is it worth selling out Katoa? Yep. Andre Van Sluten asks, is Cheekham a good centre pickup? Now he's starting with Lawrence out. Also, is Lawrence done for the season? We've probably covered enough of Cheekham. Lawrence is out for, it's going to be most of the season. I think yeah. they're saying four to six, but... Um, could could be, I mean... Yeah, you can, those injuries can always be extended to the season pretty easily. Um, but yeah, as we said, Cheekham's scores haven't been amazing uh, in the second row, but have been probably keeper level for a centre. So um, pretty good option. The fact that he's, he's not heaps cheaper than other guys who... So like, he's about the same price. I think he's a little under Jared Haynes' price. So if we think Haynes going to keep playing anything like he is right now, then Haynes a better option. If Cheekham was really cheap like yep. he has been before, then, you know, 80 minutes, second row spot, even if he loses later on, is worth gambling on. But, um, yeah, still more of a smoky than a mm. fantastic buy. 
Last question from John Campbell. Jared Croker needs to be sold. Who do I get with 11K in the bank? Well, probably go straight to Hayne, who's actually still cheaper than Jared Croker. Yeah, most of the real big guns in the centres cost a lot more than 505000 which is Croker's price. So, yeah, Hayne's probably the man. Absolutely. Well, that's the last of our questions. We've done that pretty efficiently today. Um, as always, stay tuned to NRL.com. We've got the uh, the Fantasy Weekend Preview video going up on uh, on Wednesday afternoon. We've got more podcasts, Jamie Soward and Zach Bailey on Thursday. We've got Steve Renoff up in Queensland with Joel Gould uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Know your NRL? Prove it. Enter the UE Fan of the Week competition and you could win UE rewards, partner vouchers each round. Go to ue.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks again for joining us.